0: hello everybody we are live welcome back for another episode if not now when and guys i am so excited today we have a serious entrepreneur in the house and her name is Davina konahi wow what a beautiful name and one thing i love most about <laughs> is oh my god she is such a doer and such a hustler that's what she will always want to do when she grow up. She want to be an astronaut. Like, isn't that so incredible? Um, along her journey, you know, her big heart, she always focus on how to create and add value, create impact to others. Today, she's the CEO and the co-founder of Element of Public. Providing a high quality health and wellness beauty product with social impact to the consumer to the world and she's on a mission to creating growth to this world with that guys I am so beyond excited to welcome Devina and thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here today Yes um, so Darina, tell us a little bit about, about us, about like, how do you start the whole journey? This is beautiful.
1: Yeah, so let's see my journey. I mean, it, it's interesting. My father was Hawaiian. You can probably figure out from my name. And, and so he was born in Hawaii, um, in, in Maui, and his family actually was uh, really against Americans. So he met my mom and they got married and he actually, his family disowned him because they were so strong in their culture. Um, And so I was actually born here in California because my, since they didn't have family there, my mom wanted to be close to her family, which was here in California. And her family was, had French and Italian descent, Um, It's an interesting story, but uh, related all the way back to like the queen of France and the family went through Canada and it's, it's really fascinating. Yeah. And so, so my journey began, you know, already kind of standing up against something that that was difficult because I knew that my dad had chose to with my mom and, and be, um, you know, go against kind of the norm, I guess, which, which a lot of people face today of standing up and being bold and and going with your heart. And so that's something I always admired from a really young
0: age. How does that impact how you grow up, Davina, yeah. given that, you know, your, how your dad, I mean, your mother is such an unconventional path. Yeah. How does that culture, how does that background, how does that story impact who you are today?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I think it impacted a lot of ways because when you're young, you don't understand, right? You're, you don't understand, which I think a lot of people deal with now with a lot of the racial injustice and and why, why are we different and, and how, how are we perceived and why don't they want to talk to us or meet us? And so you kind of grow up looking at things from that perspective, but it allowed me to see everybody equally also, because I, I could look and understand this is what I personally am going Mm -hmm. through and I'm being treated different, you know, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't, but I'm being different. My mom has, you know, a European background, right? So it's opposite of what other people do have often experience. And so I think it just allowed me to have more acceptance for people and their experiences. My parents divorced when I was quite young. Um, and so my dad went back to Hawaii and we had the opportunity to go to Hawaii often. Mm-hmm. And and the culture there, even though we didn't have his immediate family, the the friends welcomed welcome us. We call them aunties and uncles and and everybody just loved us. And and that that also helped inspire me to see, even though we didn't have this support, you could get the support from from friends and family, you know, other people become your circle of support and you can count on that through your, your whole life. So, um, on my mom's side, we had a big family and we'd always come together. So I had these interesting perspectives growing up of two different kind of sides, mm-hmm. but like I said, I think it gave me just awareness and acceptance of all the experiences that people
0: go through in life. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, How's that? How's that like growing up as a mixed, you know, racial, and in that first generation aspect? How does that feel like, and how does that shape who you are today? Yeah, I mean, to
1: me, it it was just what it was, right? You you accept it, but there but there were challenges there. Um, I think knowing that you were treated different just because of who you mm-hmm. your you know racial background is is always something that's um, that's tricky, I think. Um, but at the same time, you know, both of our families were really proud of their culture. My my great-grandma spoke French. I learned to speak French when I was young. And, and the Italian side, they always had these big Italian spaghetti dinners on Sunday <laughs> nights. And, and then I had my dad's side. So I, I don't know. For me, I just think, like, it just shaped me to give me a good perspective. But there definitely were challenges that you questioned, why am I being you know, why do people not want to know me? Why do my grandparents not want to know me because of my mom? You know, and and I think that that's something a lot of people nowadays Mm -hmm. even deal with uh, that kind of racial prejudice of, you know, just because you're, you're this and you're that, I'm going to stay away from you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, Mm -hmm. you know, again, it just made me more aware and really accepting of people that, that we're all just people. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what your backgrounds is. It doesn't matter where mm-hmm. you came from but but we all have the same heart we all have the same feelings and and we all mm-hmm. have the same you know inspirations and things that we like doesn't Beautiful. matter
0: mm-hmm. um and you mentioned earlier that your parents are separated when you were a little bit young and i think in our conversation previously you told me that have shaped how you looking at the world and how you grow up faster can you share with you a little bit about this experience
1: yeah i mean i my parents divorced i was very young and my mom, she had me, she was very young. Um, so she had three kids um, and and life was hard raising three kids. My dad was gone to Hawaii. And so she, she worked hard. She went back to school. She became a nurse. And, and I often was left at home taking care of my siblings, you know, young, like 10 cooking dinner and stuff like that. But it, it and motivated the oldest, me. Right? And
0: many- you're an oldest. Yeah. Right?
1: The oldest. Yeah. But I saw her work hard because she was determined to, to be more and give us a good life um and that to me was inspiring i never looked at the fact that like she is a woman doing some of these things it was just this is what you you do you have to work hard and if you want to accomplish things you you push hard and you know so that was a big inspiration and then just having the responsibility that i had actually i think benefited me a lot because i did have to to step up and i had to challenge myself i used to help my mom even study her medical terminology and and things like that when i but for me, it was like, there's no path other than being um, exceptional. There's no path other than, uh, you know, being successful, because I didn't want the same struggles that my mom had. I wanted to have more for myself. I wanted to have more for my family. And, and there was not going to be anything that stopped me from from doing that.
0: Beautiful. That is so beautiful. So let's talk about your dream. Be are yeah. an astronaut. <laughs> Like, yes, tell us more about how does that come about and how's your path to that?
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure where it came about, but I was five and I it was even in school. You have to do, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up things and fill out your little papers and pictures. And mine was to be an astronaut. And mm-hmm. I and, it, and I stuck with it, I think. You know, for me, it. W- I think it was probably easy, just given the experience with my parents of like I need to hold on to something, and so mm-hmm. that holding on to something for me was, I guess, really re- reaching for the start me to be an astronaut. And so I, I learned, you know, navigation. I had the the glow in the dark stars in my room, and um, and and would set it up the constellation, and um, I just loved spending time outside. I would always be aware of. Of different events that were happening and uh, if there were any meteor showers or you know what the full moon cycle was (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and so i continued with that through middle school i started a young astronauts program at my middle school and we did all these amazing experiences nasa partnered with schools and would send you all of this amazing uh incredible um programs and projects to do So we started that program and uh, that was amazing. We got to do some really cool things. I had a teacher that was so supportive um, and, and just, you know, ran with it. She was really excited to do it. So that, that helped, I think, because I had somebody who continued to support it. My parents did too. They, they were always like, if that's what you want, then. Um, So, yeah, so we, so I continued with that and I continued through high school taking classes that, would be able to help me achieve those goals and get me into a good uh, you know aeronautical engineering program and then i was really fortunate through all of that to get the opportunity to work at jpl and uh, work on one of the satellites and um, it was it was it was a dream come true but at the same time it, it wasn't everything i had expected it to be i think i had these grand visions of of what that was going to be and i wanted to someday be on the space shuttle and maybe be a pilot and and so engineering was different than that, and and my mind, I think, can think very analytical. Math and science have been strong, but but I also love interacting with people and helping mm-hmm. people. And so, although I got to achieve, you know, what I wanted, and I could have stayed there, and I, you know, mm-hmm. would have been able to work hard, but I something was missing. And and I was also told, being a woman, in that be really challenging, and I had a mentor. And, and she said, you know, I, I see you're an excited young woman and it's going to be a hard path here if, you know, you can do it, but it's going to take a lot. And, and hearing that to me was like crushed my dream, you know, that I I'm only going to maybe be able to achieve so much. And that coupled with the fact that I was sitting in a dark room on a computer and I'm like, how am I helping people right now? So I I shifted gears and ended up getting um, going into business. And I think that was one of the best things that that happened to me.
0: Was it difficult to pivot? Because you mentioned you had that dream when you were five, and you are, you know, keep doing that until you were high school and being being selected in such an elite program, have such an incredible mentorship, and that is a, a huge accomplishment given what you were to, um, at that age. Right. Yeah. Realize, oh, that's not everything I wanted. Now I want to pivot. Was that a hard choice to make?
1: Yeah, it was. It, it, I remember I. I talked to so many friends and and asked them, you know, am I making the right decision? I, I talked to my parents. I, I sat alone in my room and I, I had a, you know, journal I would write in and I was writing things like, should I do this or not? And it took me a long time to make that decision. I, I kept going to the internship and working and, and every day there was just, it just, something was, didn't feel right. I just had this intuition. And, and so finally I made the choice and I didn't know what that meant because I had studied so many things to be an engineer and to be, you know, hopefully someday get on the spaceship and be an astronaut. And, mm-hmm. and so I didn't know what that meant because I hadn't really thought of what the alternative was mm-hmm. or what that mm-hmm. path would look like. Um, so that that I think for me was scary of knowing, mm-hmm. not knowing what my future was going to be because cause I wanted mm-hmm. my life or you know planned and organized and here's exactly the path that's going to happen. Mm-hmm and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, this isn't what I thought it would be. And and being that young, you know, you're, your mind's still growing and you're still experiencing things. So I think that added to the confusion a little bit um, of exactly what to do and where I was going to go from there. But I, I got so lucky with jobs and opportunities after that and, and kind of found a space that I was like, oh, I like the business world. And I always sold things when I was young. I used to I started a mini car wash and made little business cards for my neighborhood and we'd go to hawaii and sell flower lays to the tourists that were coming in um and wow we we always like even i sold girl scout cookies and it's like i had to sell as many girl scout cookies as possible and um so i always had that in me and i never realized that that's you know that that was like that entrepreneurial spirit of i'm making things and i'm doing stuff and i'm selling stuff until i was able to kind of pivot. And make that decision. I was like, oh, I I love this business world. And you could do things and make things and people get enjoyment out of it. You can help people. And and so that that kind of put me on the path of where I ended up now.
0: Amazing. So you know, walk us through the pivotal journey. Like how does how does that life unfold after you make a decision that you are gonna pivot to business world?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I read so I remember making the decision and then I I uh, instantly called it like a, you know, hiring agency, recruiting agency. And, and I said, I'm looking for a job in, uh, in business <laughs> that I lady was like, well, you have to come in and take a typing test and do all of these things. So, um, I just, I, I had no idea what, where that was going to go, what field I would end in specifically. Um, but I just knew that I wanted to be in the business world at this point. And, um, and so I. I ended up getting a job at a home health company um and they were growing and I was their office management and human resources um and and coming in um, they were going to be growing extensively um so I I came in and I just had this amazing opportunity to to take control of things that I really had no idea <laughs> or experience in but they just basically passed over the reins and said you know we need all of these policies procedures put in place we need operational plans we need to hire a whole bunch of people and here you go and do it and so wow. i yeah <laughs> that's your first job
0: that's amazing
1: yeah i mean younger than that when i was younger i mean as a teenager and stuff i used to help my mom she worked in a medical office i used to uh, in the summer do filing and um you know helping her with medical billing i always i always needed to have extra money so i wanted my own money and i didn't want to count on my mom to have to help because she was taking care of us so so I work mm-hmm. like through my whole teenage years, every summer mm-hmm. working with her, her office manager. So I had, I had some, experience, obviously always to be an astronaut that was just to give me some spending money so I could go out with my friends or go to the mall and go shopping. So when I got the job, I think that was part of it was that I had that experience, but yeah, I had no experience putting together like employee handbooks or operational manuals. And I, I just would read everything I could to try to understand how to do this and what's the right way to do it. And I signed myself up for conferences and business expos and like, how can I absorb as much information as possible? Um, and I did. And I I was really fortunate because that job transit transitioned into a software company and, mm-hmm. and they kind of did the same thing. I went in and, in a position and the manager of HR ended up leaving and the director of HR ended up leaving. And so I, I got put into these roles and had opportunities. I, I got to learn. They were going to go public. I got to learn all about uh, stock options and what it takes to take a company public. And, and I just mm-hmm. would always throw my, my okay, what can I learn? What can I absorb? How can I take in as much information? I just really incredible um, bosses and managers that, that gave me those opportunities and trusted me to, to be able to do mm-hmm. it. So I'm, I'm always ever so grateful of those, you know those people that trusted and said, Here you go. You know, mm-hmm. you can do this even though you may not have experience. We'll be here for you if you need, but but go ahead and do it. So that wow. you know that continued to lead into more and more opportunities like that, where I, I was put in positions and was able to grow relatively quickly in those positions. and just each time, you know, what else can I take on? I want to sit mm-hmm. in management meetings, I want to learn, I want to talk to the marketing people, I want to understand mm-hmm. from the engineers. And and so that all you know really made a big impact in terms of my, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, my love of business and all of the components that work together and all of mm-hmm. the different people that you need to actually have success within a business.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, sounds like, first of all, you found your gen and then you're really working hard whether it's sit in a manager meeting or study the handbook, whatever you need to really make to next level. Was that how you always work? Or just because you pivot from that astronaut path, now you felt like you need to make up all the experience to do for you work extremely hard to make it happen. Which one is the case?
1: I think I was always like that. I <laughs> I, you know, worked really hard in school. Like I said, I, I, I was young and my mom was taking care of us and it was hard. She... I could see she struggled and I, I didn't want that for myself. I wanted to have more. And so, you know, in school I studied, I, I didn't ever want to miss a day of school. I cried once cause I was so sick, I couldn't go to school. And Aww. I, you know, would study so hard and, and made sure I got really good grades. So I whatever, I, whatever I did, it was always like the only way, you know, the only way for me to work as hard as I can so that I can change my life and change the the path you know because it, if you looked at it from the outside maybe my path would not have been so successful or maybe i would not have had opportunities because we were you know lower income family and we didn't have a lot of extra extra things and i had to work for anything extra i wanted in school or in college mm-hmm. things like that but but it was that motivation that inspired me to say i I want more for myself. And it wasn't, Beautiful. it never was, you know, am I I'm a woman or am I, you know, multi race? It was just, and I never thought about any of that stuff. It was just, here's my path and this is what I want to get out of life. And I hope mm-hmm. if I work hard that that will eventually happen.
0: Beautiful. And I'm curious, in that um, path, you were thrown on a position that you are not very clear about, right? You know, you like business, but you at a time, you don't know exactly what your capability is. You're just learning. Were you ever afraid or were you ever felt this might not be for you? Will you ever get um, discouraged? And how do you keep pushing forward? Given that, in the, you know, the most part of your life at the time was focused some astronaut, which is right. a completely different <laughs> field, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't really think I got discouraged. I, It was more like an imposter syndrome where, you're, mm. where you sit there and, and you know, I I was at one job, I was interviewing, uh, you know, I was in the management team and I was interviewing people and, and, and I looked young on top of, you know, on top of that, of being a woman and it was for a senior vice president position. And he, he said, so when do I get to meet your boss? And I said, well, I am the head of this department. And so there's not anyone else that you'll be meeting with. And, you know, and then I started to talk about my experiences. like, oh, I didn't realize so I had experiences like that, that it wasn't discouraging, but it was a little, little people, you know, obviously looked at me as being a woman. Maybe I looked younger and they judged my uh, ability to be successful. But there were other times I would sit there and think, how did I, how did I get here? Like, why, why, why did people trust me with this? Are they sure I'm capable of accomplishing all mm-hmm. of these things that they're, asking me to do that that would happen sometimes or i would sit there I remember sitting in my office at one, one time and and i was like how am i in my in an office like i have my own office do they know that i you know don't have a lot of experience and then i thought no i i do i worked hard to get to get here but it's that feeling of you know am i supposed to really be here and and i think for i i have talked to a couple um you know kids in college and and was encouraging them to say don't ever question the opportunities you get because you got there for a reason and people see something in you and if they see something in you then then you have to even if in the moment you don't you don't always believe it because i think that's what happens to a lot of people they start going down a path and then they're like wait wait a second i'm i'm not supposed to be here and then they kind of give up which is you know the story of element apothec i mean i not launched a consumer product company to this extent before i've been involved with companies and and there's times or even sometimes in the beginning i thought what am i doing but i surrounded myself with great people and i and i just figured this is my dream and nothing is going to stop us from launching
0: and being successful Mm -hmm. so let's talk about that let's talk about entrepreneur journey so earlier in your career being throwing a lot of challenging positions Mm -hmm. but you rise up regardless right how does that from that moment to become a serial entrepreneur? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I mean I, you know, the the companies I worked in, I I I worked in companies that would rise really fast and then and then they would make bad decisions. And most of the companies bankrupt or out of business or were acquired and and i i kept seeing patterns of decisions being made or sitting in management meetings and and you know the marketing department head or or this department head would say hey wait a second or engineering would say hey these plans are too aggressive we're going to fail if we launch with this and and it was always you know we need more money we need to meet the investors uh, requirements and and so bad decisions were made and i always remember thinking if they if they just would have followed with the people that knew what they were doing and trusted them, those companies would still have been here. And, and, and some of those people would be very successful. So that was always something that I kept in the back of my mind, but I, I, I never, when I was in it, I didn't really think of not being in the corporate kind of American you know position. I just, I was doing it. Um, but I had my son and, and I needed to be more flexible at my schedule. He had some higher needs than, and so I needed flexibility in my life, and so that that kind of started the transition of like, well, you know what I've 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 set in I've I've set in these positions. I have this experience. I I have witnessed a lot of failures and some successes, and I, I think I can really make a difference and help companies as they're starting to put in place some of the right teams, some of the right plans, some of the right practices to to ensure success. And so I started. My, you know, doing consulting, thinking of that of how I can now help other companies, and and maybe some of these companies will end up being successful and make the right choices and have the right team and think about all of the right decisions from the beginning. So that kind of started my my path, and and then while I was doing that, I thought I want more. I don't want to just be a consultant and and help companies and then walk away. I want to have my own thing. So I launched a. A coupon site called Effective Living. It was like a Groupon and Living Social. But what I understood from those companies is they took they take away so much money from the part companies that they work for, and it takes a long time to get payments, and and so these companies are are losing money. So I thought, what if we made it local and we give a higher percentage back to the companies, and we participate with schools and use it as a fundraiser, and we support local businesses and local families. So so that was my first kind of Big venture on my own, and um, and we did great. We we were working hard. We were um, getting amazing deals, and and big companies that wanted to work with us, big franchise companies even as well. But I I made the mistake that I had helped so many other companies not to try to do, which was not really think through the initial partnership that I had, and think through where the responsibilities were going
0: to
1: changed and it just it didn't work out and it was you know one of the main things i always told companies is that core founding team and your partnership if, if it's not right from the beginning can can have havoc on your business so we unfortunately had to you know shut down the business and um it's interesting though i still stay in touch with some of the companies that that we worked with and and hopefully we'll find ways to work together with element apothic so i made a a big mistake that i mm-hmm. <laughs> that i had canceled other people but i I, that once I had that feeling of like I, I can have an impact and I can really make a difference with the business it it just propelled me to want to do more um, it propelled me to want to help more companies and do more mm-hmm. consulting and, and trying to think through of what would be the next business I would want to work on what do I want to do mm-hmm.
0: was it hard to move move down because you know one thing that I I, I realized you is doesn't matter each venture you are embarked you always if you fail, you're like, okay, that's good. What lesson can I learn? How can I move forward? How do you always so quickly to pivot and really take a lesson, move forward? And was it hard for you, or is it just like, ah, oh, this is good. I'm gonna move forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's always hard. It's even the companies that that I worked at. I, I mean, one company I was um, that I worked at, we grew to like 1,500 employees, and we I was one of the last seven people there. Um, and and. And so each of those things was so hard. I I remember being home and feeling so uh, sad for effective living when, when I had to make the decision, it's like disheartening. You put so much of your heart and soul into something and then to Mm -hmm. to walk away from it is it's not, it's not like, okay, I'm just ready for the next thing. It's sitting there and and sitting with that. It's almost, you know, it's a loss, right? Because Mm -hmm. you put so much effort into something and you have to process it and and realize like for that, for example, that was my my own own fault. It had nothing to do with having a bad business idea. It was a bad decision I made in terms of not thinking through really how do you lay the right structure to be successful for a business. Mm -hmm. So that, that was hard and I had to face people and I had to call people, and i had to go talk to school principals and say sorry we're not doing this program anymore and so that mm-hmm. that was really hard because i i don't like letting people down or disappointing mm-hmm. people um and and so that was it wasn't it wasn't easy um but i also gave myself time to kind of process it and then thought okay let me let me think through what's next and and how do i not make these mistakes again because i don't want to have to call people again and say i'm sorry I'm not, I can't do this again. I don't want that to have to happen again. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So what's next? Yeah. So after that, like I said, I continued consulting, um, and, and worked with some great companies and, and then, you know, kind of was like, what else am I going to do? So, um, I worked with a family member. We developed this really cool sunglass holder. It's actually still for sale on Amazon, um, called Ready Spec uncle of mine and he had you know designed like a just a sample of it and so we actually had to find a manufacturer to create it and and um you know build it out and build out a website and learn everything about selling on amazon to um you know to bring it to the market so that that was my first like real experience i mean i think with effective living you know it was a little bit consumer based in terms of a deal Mm site but actually dealing with the product and all of the logistics and and how do you transport it and get it made here and, and you know sent somewhere else, so I love that and it, it was so exciting the first sale that wasn't a family member when when it was on Amazon and and the first reviews that were, you know, you have no idea and you started seeing sales come in from all different places and I mean, mm-hmm. it was just a simple thing, but it 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 was something I don't know why no one ever thought about. And, you know, it's just easy to put in your car, your office, and you can hold your sunglasses. So that's still going, but that wasn't mm-hmm. really going to be, you know, that wasn't going to be like the business. It was kind of a project to do and and something I really wanted to help my uncle with because he had been talking about it for, I guess, a couple of years and and mm-hmm. had talked to, to some of these uh, infomercial people to bring it to market. And they they pay nothing. Like you get pennies on the dollar for those products if you if you give it to someone. So that wasn't gonna be good enough for you know for mm-hmm. for him. I wanted him to have more than that. So so after Beautiful. that, I started working on a social media app, um, which is a whole pivot. Like all these things were so different, but but I um, had met with someone who wanted to put together a social media app that challenged the norm. That that wasn't just about taking selfies that was really about promoting people's passions and and the things that they love which i think is a lot of what social media started out especially if you look at you know early or some of the early posts that people would do and sharing the things that they loved and their artistic capabilities and and stuff like that and then it became so self-focused about it's all about me instead of sharing my gifts with people it became so internalized so i loved that idea we we actually um, you know, we, we created the product. We got a whole bunch of influencers that we had found on musically, which obviously doesn't exist now because it was bought by TikTok and people that were the same that said, you know, it's, it's changed and, and everybody's just doing lip syncs and, you know, copying other people's videos and who's putting out original content, who's sharing what they really care about, whether it's, standing up for a particular right or whether it's you know i love skateboarding and i want to share my skill with people so we found this great group of influencers and um, we went to vidcon um, and and got a whole bunch more influencers and we launched um, and we 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 in three months we had to think about ten thousand downloads which was pretty Impressive. Wow. But what we also realized, and and you know, again, a, another mistake to think about is like really building out a strong financial plan and thinking about all of the expenses that are going to be involved and how what's your path to profit and and you know, thinking about all of the external costs, how much is we gonna spend on marketing? In this case, the social media apps require a huge amount of data storage. And so, really understanding some of those components and what the path to market is, and and seeing other apps expanding, you know, with Instagram and and musically continuing to grow, and Vine at that point didn't exist, but some of the mm-hmm. founders of Vine were looking to relaunch their own apps and have big following. So we realized the path to success was going to be really hard, and to be able to get funding where we were at with all of the big players in the market and talking to investors was going Mm -hmm. to be really really challenging i i believe still that that app would be amazing and i think we we -hmm. need something like that because people have become so self-focused on themselves Mm -hmm. and and forgot about social media is about social about sharing stuff and and experiences so i think Mm -hmm. we still need it (laughs) but but for us it the the decision that to go down that path and continue to invest our own money in something that that maybe could have been okay but i think with the players and and especially mm-hmm. now the landscape i think it would have been an uphill battle the whole time and really hard to mm-hmm. to kind of push through so so we were we were you know keeping it going and we had people that we were committed to and influencers that were really excited about what the the product and and what we were doing was because it was mm-hmm. different but um but we had to make the decision that maybe you know the The path to success was going to be so difficult, and having Mm -hmm. the money to keep all of it actually running. So that that was about the time that um, I had the opportunity to shift over to Element Apothec, and the opportunity was presented to me to to take over. And so I I really thought about it and said, you know, I I love this and. And I, I really hope somebody someday takes this um, idea that has big backing and big funding and, and creates a new app that can incorporate some of these things. But mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had the capability. And if I kept taking people's money and investing in something, I wasn't, I wasn't being fair to those people because I wasn't sure that I had the ability to be successful with doing that. So mm-hmm. when Element Apothic presented itself, it was like, okay, this is it. This is why everything has led me to this point. I have experience with launching a consumer product. I have experience building influencers. I I understand myself. I live a life of, you know, really thinking about the products I put in and on my body and 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 I always know the one time my friends like, "Do you know when you put that makeup on, do you know what's in there?" Or, or "Do you know, you know, when you're at this store, like really look at your ingredients." So all of these things came together and I was like, here it is this is this is the path here's my opportunity to really make a difference and and i feel Beautiful. confident in, in this field and this company that i that i actually can do it you know i i wasn't concerned that this would be over me or or i couldn't do it i just felt like okay this it, it's finally here this is my why this is what everything has led to at this point
0: wow well, divina you are just so incredible moving from a coupon business a sunglass business like a <laughs> holder business to a social media ad and then now moving to a consumer brand like they are so different and each, each one of them are a complete different undertaking and how are you able to just always show up in such a optimistic and just keep going and keep persistent and keep you know you learn each lesson along the journey but you just learn it and pick up and go and go the next thing like how do you to do that? That's just so admirable.
1: I think, I mean, I, like I said, I think a lot of it came from being young and, you know, I think it's, it's the message that, that, you know, even young girls are being told today, like you can, you know, you can break the glass ceiling, right? You, you can accomplish what you want. And so for me, I mean, it helps seeing my mom, you know, struggling and then being able to be successful raising three kids and, And so having that kind of, I think, influence in my life helped and, and having the teachers that were so supportive of me of, you know, Mm -hmm. don't give up, even though, you know, we grew up in like low to middle income, you know, areas and a lot of the families didn't have money, but I think it's just, it's something about your drive. You, you know, you, you can't, you can't give up because if you give up, then, then you'll end up just like where you didn't want to be, right? There's. If that's your drive, then then no matter what happens, you're going to have to find a way to, to change and make it happen. That's, I think that's always been my belief anyways of, you know, maybe Beautiful. this situation didn't work out and, 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 it, and it hurts and it's hard and it's hard when things fail. But what's the alternative to stay there and sit with it or or to try mm-hmm. to figure something else out to be, you know, to mm-hmm. have the success that you want?
0: So beautiful. And you saw earlier, uh, when you come to Element Apothec, you realize you see the why for yourself. Can you share with us what is your why today?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I love helping people and, and making a difference. I, I you know, throughout my jobs, I've had great connections with people and, and I've been able to network and I always am like, oh, if you tell me this, then, oh, have you talked to so-and-so? They can help you or or with friends. I, I don't know. There's something about for me anyways, the gratification of, of really making a difference in someone's life and helping them and not expecting something back. Just knowing that I put a smile on someone's face or, or, or help them to me is, is everything. I, I always said, if I could, my ideal job would just be doing nice things for people and getting paid for that, but <laughs> you can't really get paid for that. Right. So, so how can you do that? And so when element of came, it's like, I, I can, I can help bring these products to market that have already shown to be successful and this can impact people's lives like really help them and it and all of the people involved can benefit from the success of the company how amazing is that and so that's i think for me that's that's the biggest driver is that we can create things that make a difference in people's lives and at the same time have a business that can be successful and, and benefit all of the people that are involved with it.
0: Beautiful. So uh, tell us a little bit about Element Apothic.
1: Yeah, so so Element Apothic, um, it's interesting because although we're just launching the company or the product, some of them have existed for, for many years. And so I had a great aunt who was diagnosed with many autoimmune diseases, which is rare. Um, and she also was very impacted by toxins and preservatives. So the traditional medicines that might work didn't really apply to her. Or if she did, you know, as many medications, you have such severe side effects. So so she kind of took her health into her own hands and started exploring alternative ways to think about healing yourself. And not just looking at the Western medicine, but, you know, looking at Eastern medicine, looking at plant-based medicine and and how it can help you and how it helped people for thousands of years and you know she became knowledgeable of, of essential oils and really understanding what every ingredient that you put into a product can help so she started creating her own products in her kitchen she even was growing her own cannabis plants so she could make her own uh, rick simpson oil which is an oil that people make for for cancer and so Not all of the products she created at that time had cannabis, but cannabis really and CBD really helped her a lot. And she, you know, she basically had to reinvent her personal care, you know, everything. She needed a new lotions because she was dealing with with skin conditions and she needed muscle relief because her, her body was achy. So she needed all of these things to support her, to help her kind of manage all of these symptoms and stuff, not necessarily to treat. The disease because you, you can't write with mm-hmm. some of this stuff, but just to help aid and to help her sleep, to help relieve the anxiety. Because if you can do that, then you allow your body to the opportunity to start healing on its own and get to kind of a level of homeostasis. So she recognized that and she started creating products for herself. She created products for friends and family. Even I called her and I have eczema. And so I said, um I my eczema is really bad and I keep getting all of these steroids and they're not helping at all they help and then they don't help can you make me something and you know she cooked it up and she she sent me a bottle of her eczema cream and oh my gosh it was amazing it worked and it didn't stop working after a couple weeks or a couple months and and so I I thought this she's amazing she knows something and so I started talking to her more about about all of these alternative you know plant-based remedies I myself already You know everything i ate was organic and made sure that all of the lotions and shampoos and conditioners everything i bought in my house was you know plant-based or you know preservative free and, and organic so i i already believed in that and understood the value of that but also i i didn't understand that i could get support with sleep or i could get support with some of this other stuff and so i i started understanding from her that and then i built a website for her because she was selling just at farmers markets and she was in a couple of small local stores where she lived but she wanted her customers to be able to go online and buy her products so i built her a little website and and it was chugging along and she would get orders through it but but that wasn't enough um so she came to me about a year ago and she said i she's you know she's still sick right and and i don't know how much longer she has to live and she doesn't either. And, and what she understood, though, is that these products help people. And she she said, I want my products to go from the kitchen to the world. I, I was given a gift and and I want to help as many people as possible. And and that triggered me because I love helping people and I know her products worked and I thought, you know what, I, I don't know everything about what we're doing, but I know how to hire and bring amazing teams together and I understand that people need this and people deserve to have products that are good. I understood in the cannabis space, there's so many bad products that are being put out there and people are being fed misinformation. And in personal care, I mean, ingredients are being hidden. I think we have like 1800 banned ingredients we could use in our products that you can't use in Europe and Canada and Japan. So Mm -hmm. I realized that there was a huge problem and I thought, oh my gosh, I can have the opportunity to have a platform to help push change we can push out great products we can help this industry and and really elevate it and i can make a difference in people's lives so that's kind of what led up to element apothic and and the you know the idea of of launching this business
0: wow you are such a problem solver i love that you know almost like in your family anybody have a problem have a business it's like okay divina is a girl to go and then you just really (laughs) elevate whatever the idea is and truly bring the gift to the world it's so beautiful
1: yeah thanks yeah it's funny i was i was saying that to a friend the other day i'm like so funny it's you know all these businesses were helping a family member do something but but how fortunate is that to have to be able to work with your family and then to you know take what they started and to be able to create it into something else
0: Mm, so beautiful. And today, uh, Divina, you reinvent yourself again and again and again and again. I was curious, you know, what is the biggest lesson that you learned along the way? Or let me reframe it as what is what is the secret sauce for you for your success?
1: I think I mean, I think a lot of it is just perseverance of, of fighting mm-hmm. through hard things, of of knowing what people expect of you, you know, whether what maybe it's based off of where you grew up or or your income or you know different perspectives on you of of just having the perseverance to fight through things because because there were hard times growing up and they were scary and and there were hard times you know going at it alone when when I was paying for myself through college you know there were hard times when you're pushing through but but having that perseverance to say I I can't stop no matter what and and around the corner is going to be something else and, and be open to what's around the corner. Because I think so many times, I've, I, especially being in HR, people have this path, which I did at first, right? I had the path that I want to be an astronaut. And even though my gut was telling me not to, I still kept going down that path. And and people don't trust themselves to say it's okay to change. It's okay to fail and, and to start again. And eventually, all of those things will come together, which is what I feel like what happened with Elman Apothic is all of these things came together only because i i persevered and i allowed opportunity to be there instead of trying to just shut the door and say like oh i no that i don't know i don't trust that or i don't want to do that you just you know see what happens and push through and and maybe it won't turn out okay I and mean, there's so many failed businesses and then you mm-hmm. hear you know they had so many failed businesses and then one and then and then that was the one but i think all those people just never gave up i think that's the biggest thing
0: Mm-hmm. So beautiful. I, I just love that you can able to really listen to your heart and be bold and trust our voice and keep pushing it through, even though the times are hard, you get out anyway. And you talk about perseverance. Uh, I know right before the call, we talked about this. I, I really want to just honor you. This week has been challenging for you and your family. But you show up every day, regardless, bring that big smile, keep pushing the business forward. Um, it's so beautiful
1: yeah thank you yeah it's been a it's been a hard week and you know uh, suffered the loss of my stepdad and so it's mm-hmm. it's been hard and he was such a pivotal person in my life he came into my life when i was a young adult and and was you know kind of the stable person he was successful in his career and had worked hard and so i would always you know i had him to go to 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 say like am i crazy if i do this or talk about it and and he was like that for for everybody and he also worked hard He he came from poverty they lived in nova scotia and he he worked hard to be you know a very successful person so it's been a loss for my family but i and you know i i contemplated you know just shutting down for a few days to process it and i and i think it is important to grieve and take time but but also i'm launching a business and and we're starting ourselves in uh, in a week and a half and there's people that are counting on us there's people that have invested mm-hmm. in us i I've invested in myself, we've, you know, put our money into the business. And so it, it goes back to that again, of perseverance of, you know, some days you may want to just like curl under the blanket, especially now with COVID and so much stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to do that, but you have to get out of the blanket and you have to, mm-hmm. you have to show up and you have to push through even when it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I, so that's, that's, has been this week for me. I've, I've struggled and I wanted to stay in bed. And there was a couple of times I, you know, I, I gave myself that opportunity to do that, and then I'm like, okay, I I gotta get up. I can't I can't be here because if I I have too many people counting on us right now. I have too many people that are expecting us to do well, and and I want us to do well. And I know that we have an opportunity to really help people and to change mm-hmm. the industry and to fight for better. And so so we have you you know, just have to do it.
0: Wow, so beautiful and um you know today is a pandemic time right it's probably a hard time for a lot of people um do you have any advice on you know if someone been through a challenges maybe like yours would be in different aspect how can she or she move forward
1: i mean you know i think a lot of it is self-care right of of
0: mm-hmm. really
1: taking time for yourself and and sitting with it because i i've i've heard people say like just get up and do it and it's like well sometimes you you can it's it's okay mm-hmm. to sit with the hard feelings. It's okay to let them out. However, that has to be whether it's crying or sitting under the blanket or just you know whatever it is. But give yourself time for that. But also don't give up on yourself and mm-hmm. push through and 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 take care of yourself. Make sure you sleep. You know, for me, I I I try to have a nightly routine where I I stretch. I you know put my technology away. It's hard because you're launching business <laughs> and you could work till like 12 or one in the morning, but, but try to, you know, take care of yourself. And, and, you know, like for me, I started doing meditation and affirmations and journaling and, and, and those things at least give structure when there's not structure in the world right now. Cause at least it's like, okay, this is what I have to do. And, and at this time in the morning, I have to start working and, you know, and setting your schedule so that you give yourself some of those little breaks that you might need throughout the day when things are hard or maybe there's bad news or, you know, crazy political stuff that's happening. But also mm-hmm. just don't stop because if you stop, then who who's gonna pick it up? Like there's nobody else there except yourself.
0: Beautiful. Uh, my last question for you is Divina is, um, what does the American dream mean for you?
1: What is the one?
0: What does American dream mean for you?
1: I think I mean for me personally it just means having the opportunity to accomplish whatever it is that I want to you know and 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 allowing you know those opportunities to be there for people I think for me I mean the American dream I've been able to experience so many times I think in so many of the the opportunities even you know through education I mean having the internship at JPL I mean those the, those opportunities aren't afforded to people everywhere to be able to get up and and just have a life that you want. And sometimes it's hard, and sometimes you have to push through adversity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's there. It's there for people if if they you know if they push. And so that's for me. The American dream is is just having those opportunities and and really you know for for me, I think now with Element Apothic, my dream is just to help as many people as we can.
0: Oh my God, Divina, you are such a beautiful soul. I am just so admired. And thank you so much for showing up today fully with, you know, such a tough time for you and your family and share such a beautiful journey with us, how you reinvent yourself over and over and over again. And even the time is hard. You show up with the best smile on your face, regardless, pushing forward, driving the business, deliver the value. It's just so beautiful. So I am so honored to have you today. Thank you so much for sharing that amazing journey thank you Uh,
1: yeah thank you I mean I love what you're doing of trying to tell the stories behind the businesses and the stories behind the people because everybody has a story and everybody got there by you know whether they were given opportunities or they had to fight like everybody has a path and things that they had to accomplish I think people forget that sometimes when they see success and they think that it was easy for them I mean I i do we're fundraising and i looked at other businesses and i'm like how do they get so, that money so fast that's not fair we have to work so hard and and it's like you know what? that's okay everybody we don't know their story and so mm-hmm. you're allowing all of these stories to be told so i i really mm-hmm. appreciate that you're doing that
0: oh well thank you so much I really enjoy your stories. I think that is what brings us all together. And really, I'm so honored to have you here today. Thank you so much for being us. And thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And I cannot wait to see you guys next time.